0: It is The Drive with Sam Piper, ESPN Radio 93.5. We did have a listener said they are tuning in late. Why exactly is Illinois playing at Rec Hall tonight? It's a good question. I don't know that it It has a specific answer other than Penn State wants to do something a little unique, wants to provide themselves with a home court advantage. Bryce Jordan Center, I'm reading it here on Penn State's website, hosts, well, is equipped to host Ah. 15,000 people. Oh, they don't get anywhere close to that they have curtains okay. famously <laughs> infamously in the top level they have down to show that there's not empty seats which what is, we all know are behind there
1: what is their student section like you've been there right it's
0: it's not great okay they've had moments where like yeah. I, I mentioned when they were a top right. 10 team briefly a few years ago they were they were amped up they were hyped but i think they'll be hyped tonight i think they will be I was reading through some of the details. So there were no single-game tickets sold for this. It was exclusive to season ticket holders and students. Okay. Now, is there third party – is this game on StubHub? Could you find from a season ticket holder? Surely. But I didn't know there were that many season ticket holders. Well, that's what I was about
1: ready to say. If you did that at Illinois, you wouldn't have room for the students.
0: Then again, I am forgetting that – you know, I I would imagine that what they did last year – Penn State was an entertaining basketball team. Obviously, beat Agreed. Illinois three times. Was a tough out. They played what Texas, I think, in the round of 32, and mm-hmm. wasn't a, a blowout by any means. It was a tough battle that they probably won back a decent portion of their fan base to at least be intrigued by this season yeah. with Ace Baldwin, good player. They haven't had a, a great year. They're 12 and 14 on the on the whole, but they've done some things in Big Ten play, particularly at home. Like I mentioned, they beat Wisconsin last month they beat Iowa a week or two ago they've had some some decent showing so as far as the the tickets go maybe last year did enough to 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 get the interest back to I mean, sixty five hundred is not a lot.
1: No, it's not. But and I think it'll be a cool setting. I think it'll be cool it be. for it will be for everyone, including like I mentioned, the first hour. I think the players will think it's pretty cool. It's almost like going back to high school. I'm sure Coleman will love it. Can we
0: have oh, a yeah. with with the students being that close? Can we just have a agreement by the referees that there will be dialogue between <laughs> players and and fans, and that there should be no technicals.
1: Yeah, just let it go.
0: For just about, I wouldn't say anything.
1: Yeah, you're right, though.
0: But boom, especially
1: after a three. (laughs) Can we not do that tonight? I think that makes sense to me. I think it makes total sense because you know there's going to be a lot of talking. And Terrence Shannon, while he's getting it, I'm sure, at every arena, these kids will be right on top of him. Will be as close as anybody has been. Yeah, and I'm sure that, I don't know – I'm sure that that's something that Penn State worries about. I know Illinois, the coaches, I'm sure, worry about it, but I'm sure some at Penn State worry about how that will that could get out of hand, and I'm not ripping just Penn State fans. I think this would sure, be – we with, haven't seen – I mean, if, if you had a game at Huff Hall and a player came in kind of the same situation – From I'm Michigan. Sh- or, or, exactly. I'm sure Illinois fans aren't going to let us – Or Iowa slide. or anywhere, yep. you know. So I just I just worry that that could get really out of hand, being that close. So, yeah, I don't know. It hopefully it won't. And yeah, like Lindy right. said, hopefully you get up to a quick lead and kind of simmer everybody down, but I'm sure it'll be a whiteout, right? They'll probably do that then what they do. So yeah, so that will be just a bunch, 6,700 people in white shirts just going nuts over this one.
0: There is no doubt they were thinking along a different set of lines with this game because they've played, so since moving to Bryce Jordan, they've played three times at Rec Hall. Those three games in 2013, they played Princeton. In 2015, they played Canisius. And in 2015, they also played Louisiana Monroe. So to then say, all right, this year we're going to play. I'm assuming they knew at the time that Illinois likely would be one of the top teams in the Big Ten, would be ranked. That they're aiming higher as far as that opponent, not to just play. Let's let's play some nobody in the non-conference that will win that game. Although they, 2013, they lost in overtime to Princeton, uh, yeah. in that building. So, um, but it's a place that they have played in the past, actually for a long, long time from. 1929 to 1996 Wow! And any lines played at rec hall.
1: I didn't realize they played that even in the 96. I didn't realize that. So I think it's going to be, listen, it's going to be a fun environment. It will be interesting. The thing that's the key for me is Clary not playing. And I understand that he hasn't played in a few games this season and they've still done okay, but he is a guy that can get red hot from the outside and you don't have to worry about that. Plus, When you had Clary and Baldwin, you had two, by the way, lefties, two guys that that were electric and could hit from the outside, especially. Now, Clary's more of an outside shooter, not much. He can slash a little. Baldwin can get wherever he wants. So without having to worry about Clary, not that you don't have to worry about Hicks or these others, I think you can really focus on shutting Baldwin down or at least maintaining what he can do. And I, I just think that's huge for Illinois, not having to worry about that second option of a guy that's that good. I mean, it, I, I guess you'd look at it like Illinois with Shannon and Damask. And if you didn't have Damask playing, then they could put probably a lot more focus on a guy like Terrence Shannon and, you know, just go from there. So I, I don't know. that, But Illinois is just so much more explosive offensively and they're so much more well-rounded than Penn State, that that's a tough loss for the Lions. But I think, who's their coach? Uh, Matt Mike, Rick, or Mike, Mike Rhodes. I about said Matt. Yep. Um, I think he's done a pretty good job this year. The one thing I've always liked by, and it's obvious I've watched way too much Penn State basketball. It's like
0: uh, Kyle with Northwestern last year. He was our yeah. resident wildcats yeah, expert. Yeah, s- for
1: some reason I'm all about the Lions this year. But I like that M- Mike Rhodes doesn't get too, he doesn't get rattled for a first-year Big Ten coach. I feel like he doesn't get too rattled and and I think that helps Penn State. You know, it helps keep them in games and he I think yeah, he's a good coach. So, I think Illinois is going to have it won't be easy tonight, but mm-hmm. I certainly think Illinois should get this done and will get it done.
0: I agree with you on both of those fronts. I do think it'll be a hard-fought battle. They'll have to play well to win in my opinion. Uh Penn State even without Clary, like I said, can get it going. The the good thing as I look about it on paper is that Penn State shoots a lot of threes, and Illinois does a good job of limiting teams from three. Now, I think to go hand-in-hand with that, Illinois has to stop Ace Baldwin from just living in the paint. Right. Because if he's able to do that, then it draws a lot of attention. Either he's going to go off, or Coleman will then have to come up farther and further. You're getting dump-offs to Wahab. Mm -hmm. Penn State does cut pretty well. Kern has good chemistry because he played two seasons at VCU with – with Ace Baldwin and it's an athlete that can slash down the baseline and, and play above the rim so you got to look out for that too and I know some teams you know the teams will defend people differently based on what they want to do. Illinois doesn't like to help off of their guys in the perimeter a whole lot. Correct. Even Brad yesterday it was kind of funny like he just had such a sour look on his face <laughs> talking about how some of the things they did differently against Maryland on defense that he didn't like. Like he didn't you can tell that now, in you could read it a couple of different ways. Some people are like, "Oh, see, he's allergic to adjustments. He doesn't even want to adjust." <laughs> and Brad ultimately said, "You'll hear before we get out of here that he says that some of the things they did differently, won than the game was part of the reason they won because they blitzed Jameer Young off ball screens. They trapped ball. Yep. They trapped in the post. I just think that Brad, in his mind, thought that this would be such a better defensive team. They didn't. Ha- they wouldn't have to like kind of. I don't want to say game the system, but just." do different things where they can't – where they're kind of conceding, hey, we don't want to guard you straight up. So, But they'll have to prove that they can. Yep. Like, they'll have to prove that they can bottle up Ace Baldwin with, say, Shannon or, say, Ty Rogers to where they don't have to send Coleman at him to get the ball out of his hands or do different things as far as helping off. But on the note of, with Illinois not really helping off, that allows them to limit people from three where other teams will, hey, they get beat by the point guard, then they start to collapse – Penn State kicks it around, that's right. when they'll be able to to get those clean three point shots. So
1: Well, it, and to that, Scott just said they blew Indiana out in the second half in Indiana, don't mess around, but it's to your point. They blew them out because they couldn't miss from the from deep. Yeah. They made every freaking shot they and made.
0: Indiana doesn't guard well from the correct. three line.
1: Whereas Illinois, as you just explained, does. Now I'm not saying penn State Doesn't mean State they can't, can't make them, right. That is correct. But Clary is the guy that can make those tough ones. Baldwin needs a little room. Hicks needs a little room. So I think if Illinois can adjust and make sure that they're not hurting him from deep, I am not worried, and I, re- I would repeat this. I am not worried about Wahab underneath. At all. At all. Kiss of death. So <laughs> I, I honestly I will think, tell you, Wahab had 15 against Khalil Ware. Yeah, well, I'm not worried about Wahab. All right. And if he, if I, like, I, I think even if he has 15 tonight, that's fine. Sure. Because Ace Baldwin's not getting 28, or Hicks isn't throwing in 24, or Kern's not getting, or O'Boyle <laughs> coming in with his green. I am not worried about St. O'Boyle. Patrick's That's day. not a, a hot take by any means. Top of the day. Wait, is that what they say? Top of the morning? Top of the morning to you. Yeah. <laughs> O'Boyle. I,
0: I, so, Wahab, for people that. May say that sounds familiar that maybe mm-hmm. they haven't watched a bunch of Penn State. He played his first two years at Georgetown, his sophomore year he was i think an all league player it was a hot name in the portal and ends up at Maryland. He was not good at Maryland no not at all, and especially against Illinois, he battled Kofi and battled Whoa. I say pretty kindly uh he did not do well <laughs> against Illinois in that matchup transfers back to Georgetown yeah. and then transfers into real. Penn State this year. And this this would be a, a an elongated segment if we we go in this direction. I, I just well, Illinois is, and they should take advantage of the the fifth year stuff, the COVID year, oh. and, and load up on veterans. I it's hard not to say some of these guys are sticking around college too long. It, like people are asking about Damascus. I get like from Demas' perspective to make he could probably make half a million dollars or right. maybe at least three hundred k to come back to Illinois if he did get that waiver. But but why like. I think some of this COVID year stuff has gone too far. I think Jay's talking about it on the football side. Play your four years and I know. And move on and let other let the next wave of talent right. get their minutes and not be crowded because some dude is twenty five years old playing college exactly. basketball still. Like anyways. Now that uh,
1: said, if Damask wants to come back, yes, we are. <laughs> yes. And I'm not
0: pinpointing and saying, Marcus, how dare you think about that? <laughs> Uh, you of know, course,
1: it would take him it would take the injury. The wa- waiver, it would right. take the waiver. Yeah. Right. Anyway, no, you're right. Though I mean, when you started saying he's been to Georgetown for two years, then he played at Maryland, then he went back, back to, to, to Georgetown. Georgetown. Now he's at Penn State. It's yeah. like what? How does that even work? He's Played five full seasons. He's <laughs> 24 years
0: old. Yeah, but he's he is better than he was at Maryland. No,
1: there's no doubt. He's he's, he's had,
0: had some good, games. He's had a, a. He's not as. He's a big dude. Yeah, he's he not is, as high
1: usage. Like right, doesn't get right. the ball in the post all that often. He'll get he'll grab some rebounds tonight. He'll have a productive game, but I would rather he have the productive game yes. inside than Hicks Baldwin or Kern from deep. Yep, I just would rather that happen. And 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 look, Wahab is bigger than Coleman, but I think you can take advantage of Coleman on the other yeah, end. Yeah, no doubt really exploiting Wahab's defense. I, I agree. Mean, it's, and maybe
0: they'll put Wahab on Ty Rogers, which – Yeah? Although there but have been teams outside that. of Purdue that have yeah, put their five on Ty true. Rogers that haven't done that well with it. That's so, true. Um, we'll see how that goes. Offensively, I, I think my biggest worry is containing Ace. I think that's yeah. where it starts. Agreed. And if Illinois can – because outside of the second half against Jameer Young – you, you talk about Young. You talk about Tyson Walker. A.J. Hogarth had a big game against Illinois. Boo Booey killed Illinois. Yeah. There, there have been point guards that have given Illinois trouble. And while he's, Ace is in that first tier in the Big Ten, I think I he's, the, he's that top of the second tier. And he's been shooting it well of late over the last, I had the stat over the last nine games, shooting 50%
1: from three. So uh, Ace, Ace is big in assists. Yeah, six a game. He's not necessarily a bucket getter. But he always ends up with like fifteen points, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. But he's not I don't feel like he could do a Jameer Young and go for thirty-four. I wouldn't imagine he'd do that. I don't see that out of him, but he could he could go for twenty and get you six assists. Right. To guys like Hicks and Kern that are that are hitting from the outside, and then you could so there's there's more it's not just him exploding and just putting in volume points like Boo or Walker or Jameer Young Jameer Young. Mm-hmm. I think he he, he could – I mean, everybody's got the ability to do that, but he's he tries to get everybody involved early before he feels like he's got to take it over. So, yeah, it'll be interesting to see kind of how that is too. And I just said interesting again. I was told the other day that I say that a lot. Interesting. I want to talk about the offensive end for Illinois,
0: the defensive end for Penn State. It's natural that we – number one, Illinois' biggest – Weakness right now is defense, and you got to get enough yes. stops to win games. But while I don't necessarily, on the whole, worry about Illinois putting enough points on the board tonight, I do wonder about handling the the aggressive defense, the right. pressure that Penn State throws at you. They, they are going to literally full-court press you. They're going to try to trap you in, deep in the backcourt. Ace Baldwin is mm-hmm. um, on a very, very short list of the best defenders in the Big Ten, leads the league with three steals a game during league play. I wonder who he draws as an assignment. Now, I think I'm, if I'm if I'm Penn State, I like the idea of him pressuring DeMask deep in the backcourt, but I don't like the idea of DeMask backing him down and playing booty ball against him. Although Ace has some strength. He him, does. But not probably enough strength. to be able to, to handle that. But I wonder about Illinois, who for the most part has taken care of the ball a lot better than we would have imagined for a team that doesn't play a true point guard. Mm-hmm. But there have been moments... Where it's like, ah, this looks like a team that doesn't have a real floor general. Most notably, in my mind, is late against Michigan State, yeah. where they just turned it over way too much, didn't get into good offense, and could Penn State force that into you? Because I think if they don't turn you over, number one, they're they're not built to get a ton of stops outside of that. Number two, something we haven't talked about that can be a huge advantage for Illinois, and I, if if Illinois doesn't hammer Penn State on the glass tonight, huge. I will be if I'm Brad Underwood, really displeased because they're dead last in the league in rebounding margin. Illinois is second in the league in rebounding margin. It sets up perfectly get a boatload of second-chance points. Quincy, here's your chance to (laughs) find yourself on the glass again. Ty Rogers has been doing great at that. Yes, he has. Continue to to feast there. And I know even you're going to hear it with Brad has challenged Terrence Shannon to go to the glass a little bit more on the offensive side too, so... Well, I want to get your guys' thoughts, Penn State's defensive style, and then how important rebounding could be tonight.
1: I'm going to let Kyle go. Uh, you guys know what I think about rebounding. I mean, it, it is my number one stat, and I'm with you. This Penn State team is not built to rebound. They're just not. And that's why they have to do damage from the outside. Wahab will get you some rebounds. They don't – even a guy like Hicks isn't necessarily athletic to go up and just grab rebounds like Terrence can or Quincy can. I'm glad you brought that up, and I'm surprised it took us this long to bring it up because I know you wrote about it Mm -hmm. today as well. But, yes, I I think that – I mean, Illinois – should pound the glass and and win the glass board against most anybody in the country, in my opinion, with what they've got, the ability, with the mass getting over double digits in rebounds the last game. We know what Shannon can do. You know what Gary A can do. He's a guy that's been over 10 rebounds multiple times this season. And obviously, Coleman Hawkins is a guy that's been over double figures a few times, but he's also getting you between six and eight, usually every night. So I think there's no doubt that that's a huge advantage tonight for Illinois and just don't give them second chance points. What's the best three-point shot you can take? It's after an offensive rebound. So you can't give Penn State that chance from the outside. If you do everything you did right to guard the three-point line, the shot goes up and then all of a sudden they get a second look at it, that's where they could do some damage on you. So that's an excellent point by you and I think Illinois will dominate the boards tonight. I really think Illinois is going to play well tonight. Kyle, what, what say you? Yeah, rebounding
2: rebounding to me is one of the biggest keys with this team because they've been at their best all huge. year when they've been dominating the glass and it, in these types of games where you do have a mismatch and you have that on paper advantage of a team that hasn't rebounded well and you're going to have a size advantage across the floor like the way these teams upset you is if they come in and they just go and get on the offensive glass, and all of a sudden the rebounding battle is 35-35 or something. <laughs> that's, that's how Penn State, to me, could stay in the game. That's and that, I don't really understand the recent trend for Illinois of giving up so many offensive rebounds. It's a little odd to me. I think tonight's a night that they should absolutely dominate that.
1: I think that ebb and flows with Garrier. I was
0: just going to ask you guys, how necessary is the, the resurgence of Quincy Garrier for this team to, to go where huge.
1: they – want to go I think it's huge not only should he be your best rebounder but he should have the ability to knock down two threes a game and and just that slash roll that he would do early where he'd cut across the lane and Damask would hit him I, I just I, I feel like Shannon back has limited now Gary Garrier, or Gary A's now trying to figure out what how to do this but early on when they were all connecting mm-hmm. Gary A was game for 12 rebounds and he'd hit you he'd get you two threes, and he'd get 12 points, 12 rebounds. I think if that is a line you can get out of Quincy Garrier every night, there's going to be a lot of Ws behind it.
0: I agree with that. I think back to the Tennessee game where Terrence yeah. didn't play all that well. You were in that game yes. largely because of what Coleman and Quincy were able to do. Very cool. And Quincy had developed himself into a most nights double-double type of guy leading mm-hmm. up until really late January where that's kind of been a fall off. And there was a stretch. I wrote about it today. He had a three-game stretch in January where he had 16 offensive rebounds over a three-game wow. stretch. Since then, there's been six games, and he's had three offensive rebounds total. Wow! So that kind of tells you how much of a drop-off there's been in his effectiveness on the glass. Now, that's not to say that
1: teams may be
0: trying yeah, to take that away. They could too. block him out a little bit more. Ty could get that board and sure. of Quincy. But I, I do think that just in general, there's been a – there's been a drop off in his tenacity, his his nastiness his what energy, whatever it is Would that agree. that made him just that motored up and and impactful and assertive. he's kind of had a drop off there so I agree they need to get that that fire lit again. I know Brad's been talking about it and as really kind of maybe a little subtly, maybe not so subtly just said that it's a lot about effort with Quincy and getting him to to give the most that he has on a given night. So I I do think it's really important because I mentioned the Tennessee game. If I asked you what sticks out about Illinois beating Kansas, because I know it was a long time ago, and it was a game that didn't even count. Right. I remember those texts uh, uh, on the text line. (laughs) Oh, you guys are talking way too much about a game that didn't matter (laughs) at all against a team that, uh, yeah, they're number one, but they didn't even really beat them. I mean, they did, but it didn't count. (laughs) Anyways, Terrence killed it in that game. Coleman hit a bunch of threes. Quincy down the stretch of that to be able to have like the, the pump fake straight line drive. The, mm. He shot, I think, 10 free throws getting to the free throw line late in that game. Having that ability because we you, you mentioned it yesterday, which I think is, is is very valid. And not that Illinois can't come together with a trio, which you kind of usually sure. need, sure, a number one and number two, and that third guy that you can kind of rely on. Illinois with Shannon damask yeah and coleman's been pretty consistent he has been but to have a a fourth or even a if any, if one of those three have an off night to have quincy be that third would be such a huge thing to have and
1: it's been missing here of late and i don't like to hear brad now say that you know i'm, mo- I'm trying to motivate this guy to do this. this is an old team and these guys shouldn't need to get motivated and, you know, when, when, when March Madness rolls around and they start getting ready for tournament play, I don't want to have to have Brad Underwood in there trying to pick out which guy's not being motivated. Like he got on Marcus Damask for not getting many rebounds and Damask answered with, with like 12 the next game. Well, that's great, but Brad shouldn't have to do that with an old team. He just shouldn't. We got to get you out of here. We got to hear Brad Underwood, so we yep. got to hear your prediction, All
0: right, Derek Piper. You may have read it in my three oh, keys I in did. the pick, but um, I'll give it for the, the radio listening audience. I, I think that it won't be a pushover game for Illinois. I think that Penn State will be hyped. I think that with Ace Baldwin, they can give Illinois some issues off the bounce. And if Penn State makes threes, I just think that they'll they'll have a good – Good crowd, good effort. This will feel like kind of their Super Bowl of the season they've had circled. But on the same token, like there should be no question of motivation for Illinois. Number one, you could you could frame it as that kind of environment versus the sleepy Bryce Jordan Center might have Illinois amped up a little (laughs) bit more. I agree. Number two, you shouldn't. This game could be played on the moon, and Illinois has a chance to be one game back of first place in the Big Ten title chase if they win tonight. So, like, Mm. there could be nobody in sight, and they should be giving their best effort. For a team, like you said, that's old, this is Shannon's last go. This is Damas last go. This is Quincy's last go. This is Justin Harmon's last go. This is probably Coleman Hawkins' last go. They should be locked in for that. So, with the way Shannon's been playing, the fact that they could kill Penn State on the backboard, I have them outlasting the Nittany Lions. High-scoring game, 86-78. I like it. Eight-point win on the road. Now
1: you go take off and cover this game, my friend. All right, it's gonna. I don't know if I can get to State College in time, but I'm well, going to try. You, the, I hear the helicopter out here. Uh, taking, what's up, Hansie? Yeah, that's taking you to the Learjet, right?
0: Yeah, that's right. That's right.
1: Yeah, this is uh, Tom with the helicopter. Hans has got the <laughs> Learjet ready to roll. Gotcha. State College. All right. I love it, man. Hey, Pipes, enjoy the game. Yep. Uh, we're going to hear from Brad Underwood coming back. Sounds good. While Derek leaves, I'm going to do a little work before we get out of here. Hey, it's, rec- it's hard to recognize the full impact that nearly 1.3 million American charitable nonprofits provide, but Busey is one that does that. If you have a vision for the future or just want to help make some aspect of society better, a nonprofit board membership can provide an outlet for your spirit. Busey's proud to give back to their community, and they prove it. Full-time associates receive two hours of paid volunteer time each month. Inspiring Team BUCY to find causes that resonate with them and get involved. I'll say that again because I think that's really cool. Full-time associates receive two hours of paid volunteer time each month. That is Bucy making sure that their associates are out there making a difference. In 2023 alone, Busey Associ- associates generously gave nearly 16,000 hours of their time to hundreds of community organizations. Visit Busey.com backslash the pillar to learn more about nonprofit board service. Busey, member FDIC.
3: you
2: have to settle for mediocre car insurance to save money? Think again. It's possible to get superior coverage and still save money with Erie Insurance. Customers who switched to Erie saved up to $951. It pays to compare. Switch and save with Erie.
1: Your Erie agent in Champaign is Thomas
4: and Ellers Insurance.
2: Annual savings based on new customers survey to March 2022 who reported savings when switching auto insurance. Individual premiums and savings will vary.
4: Hi, this is Amanda Jean, the founder and planner of Inspire Your Wedding and Events. After the big yes, are you daydreaming about the big I do? Join us for a premier, interactive, immersive, inspirational wedding showcase to bring together vendors and couples from all over Central Illinois for your big day. Come away with ideas and vendors that will make your wedding one of the most inspiring days of your life. Save the date on Saturday, March 23rd at the historical and unforgettable Orpheum in downtown Champaign. For complete details, visit InspireYour.com. That's Inspire Your
1: So when was the last time you saw a best deal guarantee? You mean a promise that actually held up? Right. That some unknown online entity didn't want you to log in and download a code and then re-verify as you join some club? Drives you nuts, I know. And then once you purchase that set of steak knives, well, Dick Van Dyke Appliance World is a lot simpler. You find a verified great deal and they beat it. Just show them the deal you saw. A newspaper clipping or the online cart price will do, and then you're good. At Dick Van Dyke Appliance
5: World, it's one of those instances where you see a best deal guarantee and... You get the best deal.
2: This is Dennis Reikin, chairman of Dick Van Dyke Appliance World. Our exclusive 10-year protection plan comes free with most appliance purchases. Whether it's a GE, Whirlpool, Frigidaire, Bosch, or any of our 30 brands, I guarantee we will beat any competitor's deal.
3: Wow! from
4: Mom, she won't stop touching me. Breakfast stinks. Guys, no phones at the table.
2: Family dinner time? Not easy. But you know what is easy? OSF On-Call Urgent Care. When you need convenient, affordable care for minor illnesses and injuries, you need OSF On-Call Urgent Care be seen in person, or connect 24-7 online when and where you need it. Learn more at osfoncall.org slash urgentcare.
1: Are you one of those guys out there tinting windows day in and day out, all different shades of black and ready to put a little color in your life? Come work for us. At Aftershock, we're looking for a guy with experience in wrapping, whether it be window tinting, vinyl wrapping, anything of that sort, or somebody with just ambition that wants to show up to work and be proud of what they do. You know those raps with Troy lands on the back waving at you? That's our work. Call us, 833-DECAL-IT, or email office at aftershockdd.com. We want you.
5: Kelsey Furniture in downtown Tuscola sells tempur beds. What's it like? I'm going to tell you right now, Stevie, that that thing is the best thing I've ever slept on in my life. My wife and I both have said we've never had a better night's sleep. And the people at Kelsey's were fantastic. Brian is the guy that helped us. You know, as much as I did my research, he had a world of knowledge about beds themselves. Oh, man, it's like sleeping on a cloud, man. Kelsey Furniture, downtown Tuscola. Since Busey Bank first opened our doors in 1868, we have built upon a tradition
4: of close relationships and broad financial capabilities. Our experienced team provides the highest level of personalized service to ensure we accomplish your goals, simplifying your wealth management and business lending needs and ensuring a legacy for generations.
5: Building business, growing wealth. Since 1868, proud to be
6: the official bank of the Fighting Illini. Member FDIC. I'd like to start off on a sad note. Uh, the passing of one of uh, the Illini greats uh, this morning, uh, very early, uh, Ted Beach. Um, in my opinion, um, did something very unique. Uh, one play for the same coach through high school and college, uh, state champion, uh, two Final Fours. Uh, and. Uh, Unbelievably privileged to uh, be around a winner like him. Winning is really hard, and I have tremendous value in, in, in the success that Ted had, and, and um, obviously lived a, a great life. But our, uh, I want everybody to know that Illinois basketball is thinking of him and, and, and his family, and, and a great uh, uh, longtime member of our community. So. Uh, and our in our basketball family so our thoughts and prayers are are with this family um, so coming off a uh, good win um, I't say great but good. Um, I thought we we handled the environment I thought we handled uh, a very good Maryland team. I like that team a lot uh, I think they're very talented um, I see Understand why they were picked where they were picked in the preseason. Uh, they're getting better. Um, and, you know, obviously, um, uh, Terrence earned player of the week uh, because of a great performance. Um, I thought we got to the foul line, we made free throws. Uh, we did some things for that game a little bit differently. On the defensive side, in terms of the way we handled some coverages, uh, kind of mixed reviews. I um, think it helped us win the game, uh, but uh, it caused some other problems. Um, you know, I thought we fouled too much, um, but uh, I thought the job that Terrence did late on Jameer, uh was was outstanding. He was two for nine against Terrence and uh, that's the kind of uh, effort that's the kind of play hard mentality on every play that you've got to have to to win and and uh, uh I, then i thought marcus uh really stepped up in terms of rebounding the basketball 12 rebounds um so uh some positive things uh some continued um uh, things to continue to work on and grow with uh now we get a penn state team uh that uh uh, we're moving into rec hall to play this game. Uh, something I know very little about other than uh, it's small and quaint. And uh, I'm sure will help provide a, uh, a very good home court advantage from a fan's perspective in there. So uh, I've not been in it, I've not seen it um, other than online. Uh, but uh, a team that has a very, very good point guard, uh, Ace is playing great. A team that uh, can turn you over at a high rate. Uh, Mike's playing like he did at VCU. Uh, you know, pressing, running, and jumping, uh, forcing turnovers, and a team that uh, scores a tremendous amount of points on cuts. Uh, they're an elite cutting team. Uh, it's always been a trait of, of Mike's teams is, is, is scoring on cuts, and then uh, you know they've got really good three-point shooters. So, uh, a good basketball team. Um, you know, no lead is safe. You've got to play 40 minutes. And, and uh, you know, we've got to uh, uh, be very, very solid going in there.
4: You mentioned the mixed reviews defensively. Is there stuff in there that you like that could carry forward? Um,
6: maybe. Is that Maybe, okay. What did you like about what, what you guys were able to switch up? I like Terrence on the ball. I like when we don't give up threes. I like when we... Uh, Bulldog over with tremendous toughness. I thought Justin had some really good moments as well uh, on him. I thought his shots were, uh, I mean, Jameer, I thought his shots were hard. Um, but, um, I, you know, it's, it's what made us elite, and, and we've got to continue to grow and get back to that. I thought we, we got in some long rotations, uh, you know, which I don't like. Uh, that affects our rebounding as well as everything else. But uh, there were some things we did that, that, that helped us win um, and, and we'll continue to do. But uh, we got to continue to work and get better at it. How important to some of Justin's
0: late-game efforts, been assuming bringing a fifth-year guy with that experience that's kind of what you had in
6: mind? Yeah, he was tremendous. Um, the, the play Marcus demosk made, Coleman threw the ball back in, and he threw it toward their basket, which is... Something that um, uh, you know we, we have talked a lot about since we talked about it before, but especially because he had two guys wide open right in front of him, and he just heaved it. But the intelligence of Marcus, uh, who had four fouls, there's three minutes on the clock to to do what we call a Mozgov—just jump straight up and not foul and force him to make the layup. And then when you see how hard Justin ran, he ran behind, he ran ahead and past Reese. Blocked him out, and then collected the rebound, and then had the presence to to look down the court. Those are winning basketball plays, and you know I'm convinced 99% of the country probably would have fouled had they been Marcus. Um, But um, you know it's something we practice three four days a week. Those those Bosgoffs. It's something we have to get continue to implement that not just in drills but in the game. But he did it perfect there, and then Justin's effort was great. So. but yeah, Justin's been been great. he' you know, made some great two foot jump stop drives and, and finishes and, and, and Maryland's a team that doesn't give up threes. So we knew driving the basketball is gonna be a big piece of that game and, and uh use huge force. You said it was a good one. Maryland what's the difference between good and great? Well everyone's everyone's good. I, I there's some things that I just wasn't very comfortable with in terms of the, the way we played. I, we did what we had to do. We were great offensively. Uh, we were the first team to score 40 and a half um, against them. I think we were their, their worst DER of the season. Um, you know, and, and we didn't shoot the ball very well. Uh, we had some good looks. But uh, uh, just being able to, to, to Come away with the win was good, but there was some conceptual things in there and some, some, some strategy things in there that, uh, um, that I didn't like and, and, and they worked, and so I'm worried, but it's not, it's not the, it's not where we want to go, uh, long-term. Obviously their leading score is no longer with the program. Um, you have one game of
4: film reference I guess last game without him how are they different and how does that impact kind of finding
6: that out later in the scouting process in the middle I guess I don't know how it will impact them I would assume it's probably going to make them better (laughs) um obviously if you're dismissing some somebody and I don't know the situation at all um you you know points and all that stuff aside uh there was there was there was probably some challenges I'm assuming I don't know but uh um you know, I just know him from facing him a year ago. The the, the film we've watched this year, he was a guy who could score. He was fast. He was in the paint a lot. Uh, he was a pest on the defensive side. Um, they're much bigger without him, um, and they've got a, a clear-cut, really good shooter uh, replacing him. So, um, you know, that's more for them. I'm more worried about the guys that they're putting out there instead of the guys they don't have. Um, but this is a good basketball team, and, and um, you know they've proven that uh, with some of their wins. And you mentioned the offense performance against Maryland. You know, the worst they gave up. And when I mean, you are kind of clicking at the high level with the metrics you have, like, where can you still take it? I think we're fifth. There's four more to go. Wow. Um, you close. I, yeah, we were abysmal abysmal, the worst of the year on the offensive glass. We had four or five offensive rebounds. And, um, you know, we need Ty. We need uh, Terrence Shannon. Uh, I have been all over him. Played 39 minutes and had one rebound. Uh, that's, uh, that's, that's unacceptable for an athlete who's as gifted as he is. Um, but, uh, you know, we gotta get Coleman back on the offensive glass. Um, we're still one of the top teams in the country. That effort was, that, that, that moves that number. Uh, that keeps moving that. Um, you know, we had some really good looks. Um, you know, we've got to get Luke going again. Um, you know, we've got to get uh, uh, Quincy back on the offensive glass. Uh, those are things that, that can make this team elite and keep elevating that number and um, that ranking. But, um, you know, it, it's, Um, nice to have that, nice to have options and they come from different guys, but um, you know we we've got we've we've still got some some things we gotta do there.
4: First Federal Savings Bank of Champaign-Urbana invested in our community since 1908. Before you buy your home in 2024, we invite you to speak with one of our experienced lenders, Jack, Jim, Kim, or Lane. Experience the convenience of working with a local lender with local service, decisions, and loan underwriting in our comfortable offices. Visit us to experience the exceptional friendly service from our knowledgeable staff. Hey, if you're not already banking with us, give us a try. We think you'll love it here. We do. 356bank.com, First Federal. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender, NMLS. 435-120. Four three five one two zero.
5: Jets is hiring. Call 217-352-9992 or stop into 1907 West Springfield Avenue near Round Barn in Champaign. Jets is open till 10 p.m. Fridays and Saturdays till midnight. Are you looking for a side hustle? Here's Josh from Jets talking about the benefits of doing deliveries.
6: When I was a delivery driver, it was amazing
2: how much the actual amount of money I had just shot right up. You have money in
5: your pocket every single day. For details on joining the team, visit JetsPizza.com this is a familiar a record-breaking sound in illinois cold snap grappling with heavy snowfall while bracing themselves for a significant winter storm the snow will come but you need to go to work to school to the store to care for family when the weather's rough you need a vehicle that's tough sarah of champagne wants to put you in an outback forester crosstrek or ascent There are so many reasons why a Subaru SUV is the best vehicle to drive during winter months. Standard symmetrical all-wheel drive, vehicle dynamics control, 8.7 inches of ground clearance, and available X mode for when the snow is extra deep. That adds up to performance and safety. Don't wait for the next storm warning. If you have to get where you're going no matter the weather, see the huge selection and great deals at Sarah Subaru today. Route 45 in Savoy or online at sarasubaruchampagne.com Hi, I'm J.T. Barnhart, the president of OSF Heart of Mary Medical Center. Really want to promote our emergency room services at Heart of Mary, Uh, getting ready to do a campaign just to show the community what a great service that is. When you're in a health emergency and you need care, our team at Heart of Mary will take great care of you and we'll get you in and out. Our wait times are usually less than 10 minutes. Door to provider times have run under 15 minutes. And so you're going to see a physician in less than 20 minutes when you come to Heart of Mary ER. I think that a sensational service for the community. One other area I want to promote is that OSF Heart of Mary is in network with your health insurance provider. We take all insurances, everything that is in the community, all payers, our providers, our hospital, our ancillary departments, our new surgery center, and our urgent cares accept your insurance. And so if you're having trouble getting in with a provider, know that OSF can see you timely, quickly, and we take your plan.
2: Is the drive ESPN 93.5 Kyle here with you Lonte and Derek Piper both left early they left me here solo to close out the show Derek Piper on his way of course to cover the game from home doesn't want to miss the 530 tip-off central time out there at State College Big Ten Network Yolante on his way to go watch Andrew Tay and St. Thomas Moore take on Fisher regional semifinal tonight so best of luck to him. On that front, but as I close things out here in the studio, I want to let you hear a little bit from Ty Rogers, who met with the media yesterday to preview this game against Penn State. Also got asked about what it's going to be like to play at a place like Rec Hall, which the guys were talking about earlier. Kind of a weird environment. I think it holds about 6,500. Crowd right on the floor asked about that. Also asked him about the Big Ten title race. Illinois can be just a game back of Purdue with a win tonight and really control their destiny to share the Big Ten title with that big game on March 5th. So here is Ty Rogers, met with the media yesterday.
4: Coach talked about there were some elements defensively against Maryland that he liked. Like What you guys like or maybe not like about some of the wrinkles he threw in defensively at Maryland?
3: Uh, yeah, I think... Um... Um, just throwing that trap at Julian Reese was um, something that we planned on doing, and um, I think for the most part it worked pretty effective. Um, he was super efficient, but um, he, didn't, he didn't get up as many shots as he did uh, in the previous game, so um, I think that was good, and I think um, just trying to throw little things at Junior Young and uh, maybe tiring him out and showing him different looks and uh, make him have to think about us, and um, I think it went well for us. You look at a box
1: score defensively, you just see blocks and steals. That's about it for Mm -hmm. defensive stats. Is there a way for you, as a player personally, that you measure your defensive performance in a
3: game? Um, I mean, for me, it's just always go out there and play hard. um, Because all the good things I did, there was a lot of um, scouting report mistakes that I messed up, and um, a lot of defensive accountability things that um, I need to get better at. And in that game, I had a a lot of mistakes. So uh, for me, it's just just continue to play hard, no matter if I'm doing good or bad
4: guessing you guys are kind of aware of what's happening around the Big Ten. It tightened up a little bit on Sunday. Like, how, you, how much emphasis or monitoring of that do you do? And like, Is there a point in the season where you start to be like, okay, now this is five or six or whatever teams left?
3: Yeah, I mean, honestly, we're just focused on us. I mean, we got Penn stayed up and uh, we know if we don't win, none of that matters. So we're just taking it one game at a time and um, just staying here and staying true to us. You guys are an elite offense. Defensively, how do you guys take the next step down the stretch of this team? Yeah, I mean, I think we're trying to, um, as a team, we're trying to get back to the garden um, like we did when we played against Kansas and Marquette and Tennessee. Um, I think we had a, a different type of edge to us. And uh, we're, we're slowly, but we're getting back there. And um, the practices are get, getting more and more intense. And uh, we're just getting back to that aggressive defense. And, um, you know, so it's going to get there.
4: Yeah, as I man, as good as you guys have been offensively, where are some areas where you can still maybe even be better?
3: Yeah, I mean, um, I think just continuing to take what the defense gives us and, and just continuing to trust our teammates is the is big thing.
0: Terrence made his big-time player of the week. What can you say about him and his ability
4: to dominate the season on the board distractions?
3: Yeah, I mean, I mean, Terrence is a grown man. I mean, he know what, what he can do, and um, he stays focused, and I think that's the biggest thing. And um, he stays in the gym, you know, through everything. He's always in the gym, and um, I think that's what makes him so great.
4: The last time you played in a 6,000-person venue,
3: I know, right? It's crazy. I was just talking to D.B. about that. Yeah, it's, it's going to be fun. I'm excited about that.
4: What do you like here? I mean, it seems like you guys, like you get the Michigan State reunion or the mm-hmm. Maryland that they really went all out. Like, you feel like you guys get some of these experiences or mm-hmm. different, like, one-off games,
3: which kind of where you are as a world. Oh, yeah, for sure. I think uh, it has a lot to do with us um, having the most wins, you know, and um, out of the Big Ten team. So uh, we know we're going to be every team Super Bowl, and and that's how we prepare. So. It's all good. You know, we like it. It's it's fun for us.
4: Knowing Brad Underwood a little bit, he probably relishes that opportunity. Is that fair? To
3: yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we love it. We definitely embrace it for sure. Is that a little uh, post-Maryland music video that you appeared in uh, with Coleman Hawkins? And- yeah, I made a little appearance. I made a little appearance. <laughs> Coleman, that's my guy. He's so funny, man. What do you make of his social media uh, presence in game right now? I could just laugh at it, you know? It's just, that's all I do, just laugh at it. I Just like you guys, I just laugh at it. You know, Coleman, he's one of one.
4: I is, is those a confidence to require mm. for him to, to have his presence. I mean, oh, does yeah. that much radiate, I would assume, among you
3: guys? Yeah, I mean, like I said, Colvin's one-on-one, you know, so, uh, you know, he always just brings that presence and, um, you know, it brings a light a light to all of us, you know, if somebody's having a bad day and uh, Colvin might do something silly and everybody's happy, you know, so.
0: Yeah. Do you notice him getting under people's skin when you're on the road in particular? Maybe it's fans or players or anything like that?
3: Oh, yeah, you definitely can sense it. You definitely <laughs> can sense it, you know. And he's not like a, it's hard to explain it. Like, he's not like a like an out loud trash. I mean, he is sometimes, but sometimes he'll just go and whisper something yeah. in your ear, you know. So uh, it's, it's it's fun to watch.
2: We got to get out of here and watch some hoops. Illinois-Penn State, 530 Central tip-off from Rec Hall in State College. That game will be on Big Ten Network. Pipes going with an eight-point I win. Lon didn't get to give his prediction on air. He thinks Illinois rolls tonight. He thinks Illinois has a big night. I'll say Illinois, I think it'll be, I'm kind of in Pipes' realm. I think it'll be kind of close Penn State will hang around. Unique environment. They're going to get up for it. Illinois is going to have to play well. Maybe Penn State has a lead in the first half, but ultimately, especially offensively, I think Illinois is just going to be too much for this Nittany Lions team. I don't see many guys on that Penn State roster. That's going to stop Terrence Shannon from getting what he wants downhill. May see him living at the free throw line again. And uh, I'm taking Illinois. I'll go 85-75 final when it's all said and done. We got to get out of here. Nobody to thank. No guests today. We will have Luke Goody tomorrow. Tune in for that. He'll join Lon and Derek fresh off the game tonight against Penn State. That'll be tomorrow. Until then, enjoy the hoops. Enjoy the game tonight. This is The Drive.